Let's go. Hello and welcome to another edition of MMA Uncaged, proudly brought to you by Ginger Fox Coffee. Check out gingerfoxcoffee.com, guaranteed to make you as clever as a fox. And joining me, as always, uh, they're regarded as MMA royalty in South Africa, Justin Ferrier, Gareth Soldier Boy McClellan, former EFC champion, also fought in the UFC his uh, street cred is, is up there, even though we won't remind him of that. And then two-time EFC champion Adam, the prodigy speechly, joins us. Uh, Adam, thanks as always for joining us. Good to have you on. Um, let's get straight into it because I think we've got a lot to talk about. 259 is insane. There's some incredible fights coming up. Um, but what were your thoughts on, on Blades and Lewis? Because I think a lot of people expected Curtis Blades to be too good for, for Derek Lewis. And, and then, boom, there was that uppercut and it was good night, Nurse. Sure. Um, I would say that, yeah, I think, you know, Derek Lewis has that ability and it is heavyweights. And, yeah, you know, if he probably saw if Ngona can do it to Overeem, like, why can't I do it to Blades? So, yeah. Conrad, I think he likes being written off. Look at him against Volkov, you know. 40, 50, 10 seconds left, he was losing the fight. You know? Yeah, can't, can't, can't count the heavyweights out. <laughs> I mean, it is the heavyweights, Gareth, and I mean, it is always exciting because yeah. you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, listen, like, like I said before, oh, yeah. yeah, like I said before with, uh, with that guy, he's got one-touch power. He's an Oakley. I mean, he, he knocked Oak out with form. Let's let's be honest. It's, it's who does that? No one really can do that. I, I I think I saw Justin do it back in the day a few times, but I mean, I'm not sure. <laughs> and yeah, look, he's he's a guy that he he like I said, he reinvented himself. He lost the weight, and he's he. I think he's now on a five five fight win streak. Um, He's dangerous. He's he, and he's getting better. It's not like he's getting worse. He's getting better at what he does. I think he was very raw in the beginning, but he's he's starting to get a good understanding of uh, of MMA and what it takes to be at the top uh, top level. He's also uh, his skills are improving. His striking ability is not this kind of swing from the fence knockout. He's starting to put combinations together, and he's really starting to knock out guys with good clean punches. Uh, I haven't seen him get put on his. I, I don't think he's been. I don't think he's been dropped. I don't think he's been knocked out. I don't think we've seen that at all. He's he's now tied for the all-time record for the most knockouts in uh, in the UFC. So that's a, that goes a long way. Uh, uh, listen, he's definitely he's definitely in the running for a, a title contention, and I'd be quite excited to see what he did against uh, against a John Jones or a kind of Francis Ngannou, whoever the champion is. I think it would be a lot different than before. Yeah, Justin, I mean, uh, uh, your thoughts? I looked at it a little bit different. I saw a flat-footed, mistiming guy uh, who was being picked apart in the first round, kill, and was very fortunate that he got so much power. May have improved, but he certainly isn't. At somebody drumming, literally rubbing <laughs> Adam, Adam, before Justin continues, please just share what's going on behind you because I think our, uh, uh, and thanks for the likes and subscribes to everyone who subscribed, continue uh, on MMA Uncaged, but just give us an idea of what's happening behind you. 
There's some heavy panting and rubbing going on. So, yeah. Let, let's just turn to exhibit A. So, if you guys currently see oh, yes. there, there's a... Yes, yeah, so it's got Choke him. Ah, okay. Okay. Is that what's happening? Yeah. That's, what's happening. That's what's happening at the moment. Tell putting it up. <laughs> Yeah. How, so how's angry Israeli yeah. and you've got a mad Dutchman. <laughs> yes, very mad Dutchman. Uh, Adam, thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, just to let you know that MMA Uncaged, you know, we're even training in the background when uh, the podcast is happening. Yeah. Justin, yeah, c- continue with your, really your thoughts it. there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. While I agree with you that he is improving, is improving. Uh, he has a long way to go. He's nowhere near going to beat John. Are you joking? No, I'm dead serious. Can you not see this fight? The man picked off the fake shot and knocked him unconscious. Uh, I don't know what fight you're watching. Ah, come on. (laughs) Winner via knockout, knockout, Derek Lewis. He he may be improving, but let's be honest. Who won the first round? And yes, I know he was winning until he lost. But who... Who was more technical in that fight? But we said that in the pre-hand. We said that beforehand in the in the last podcast. We said that he's he's a much he's a much he's a much he's a much he's he's far more technical. But that doesn't he proved that it didn't win the fight. Yeah, agreed. Took but do you not everything and he knocked him out. So let's say Curtis Curtis played at this level. When you move up to people like a John Jones, John Jones will just say thank you and goodbye. Sorry, again, again, we've got to look at the fact that the man only has to put one punch on a forearm on your face and you're going to go to sleep. John it, Jones. No, but it, I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. Did you watch how he was baiting everybody? I don't care. I don't care. Like as a heavyweight, <laughs> on, and then and then uh, and then uh, Daniel Cormier said something. He posted this massive head kick. Did anyone see this? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I saw that John working. John Jones posted an edited video of Cormier crying and that sort of thing I afterwards. Yeah. I knew you love John Jones that much. Yeah, do I do. I love it. Him and Anderson Silva. I loved it. Adam, listen, I, I agree. Adam Speechley, okay. please weigh in here Wait. because otherwise these two will will continue I, talking about this forever. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a question for Adam. I've got a question for Adam. I'm going to put a, something to Adam, and he's is more than likely in agree, agree with me. It nothing in this Adam is correct in saying you can be the most skillful fighter on the planet. You can do whatever you want. You can you can be on a 150 fight win streak. If somebody of that power lands a clean punch, you're going to go to sleep. That's it. It's it just is what it is. Not disputing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, that, that look especially in heavyweight and probably even light heavyweight, probably anything from middleweight upwards. Like, if you if a guy lands a shot, like, but especially with a glove that size, that's that's the fact that takes out. That's what makes it different from boxing. That's why champions. There's no undefeated champions really. I mean, you got Khabib, but I mean, realistically, it's like, but it's 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 it's, it's a, 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 a game of numbers. And when you've got that many factors with gloves that small, but you, it's going you're going it's going to land on you sooner or later. Hundred percent. All right. Let's, let's. Do you think that that that, that streak can last forever? I'm saying something about John. Going to change it up a bit. Use his range. Thanks, Etienne. He's going to use his range, and a, and a leg is a lot longer than an arm. 
Yeah, but you must also remember the right kind of pressure can force him to do something differently. Yeah, it, it, it just depends. I mean, it, Blades had it all under control with distance and range. He didn't have to take the chance that he did. He, he faked the shot and he got caught. Yeah. You can't... Mm. It, the, what happens in there, everything is different. You can say what you want to about control. You can say what you want to about combinations. You can say what you want to about experience. It doesn't mean anything. The right punch can put anybody to sleep. Okay, so then let me ask you guys this, because in the Rosenstrike Garnet fight, there was reluctance. There was clear respect for power there. And, and, you know, where do you draw the line as a heavyweight? Because, you know, when you're in a main event, I feel that surely you're there to put on a show. You're there. It's, it's not necessarily a title fight, but you're there to put on a show. You're the main event, the main draw crowd. Am I, am I wrong in saying that? Uh, yeah. as, as a non-fighter. And then I'll let the fighters take this over. I feel that you have a responsibility to yourself. Fight your best ability to win. I don't think you feel any outward pressure, although people do, to crowd please, whatever the case is. Um, because the W is worth more. <laughs> 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 Wow, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's happening in the background. <laughs> All right. Yes, man. <laughs> that is clearly for rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Justin. Carry on. A lot of people get like caught up in a team environment, and I'm all for because while it's in while it is a, a individual. Uh, you, like, I look at it like, okay, so you go to bat today, but you are part of a team. It's an individual achievement, but it's also a team. I do feel you've got a responsibility to yourself to put your best foot forward in the win. Uh, very difficult when you've got people like Dana White. That, and your responsibility is to, is to win with limited damage so that you can be on call for another fight and so that you don't have long-lasting damage. Like, some people throw caution to the wind. The other guys like Chuck Liddell, who ended up being their records don't reflect their talents because he would just go in there and didn't care, stood in the range, stood in the pocket and said, I'm going to throw. He landed at some point and then it got to a point where I'll never forget. Rashad Evans put him to sleep. Like, it gives me goosebumps, like the way he has put people to sleep. I think uh, they should fight their fights and... The matchmaker's job is to match them correctly. And if you match two people that you... Because these people are not first-timers. You don't, you don't main events as a first-timer. Like, you know, and you are matching them. Maybe they were too well-matched, and maybe yeah. they shouldn't have been main events. Yeah. And maybe fans should be educated. It was boring. Even as a fight purist, it wasn't the greatest fight to watch. But... They both did what they felt was right, and they can both lose your fights another day. Q, yep. both of you, yeah, the, they, proper, let, the proper let's, answer. Let's hear from the fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hear from the fighters. Uh, starting with you, Adam. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, it's uh, an interesting thing that you'll note, even in, say, uh, amateur wrestling, is that if you watch a good wrestler against a, a cuck wrestler, like it's an amazing show, suplexes here, this, there, you get two good guys, for, if you're an uneducated uh, uh, viewer, you like, what the hell are these guys doing? 
you know, like take that to the pub if you guys want to get intimate. That's what people would say, you know. I mean, I'm sure you guys all remember the early days in the crowds, what they used to say. And, yeah, I mean, I think also, so what also sometimes happens is, you know, especially off the last fight, which was that first round knockout. So firstly on the on, on Rosenstrike side, it's like he's tasted that. So he's, you know, once bitten, twice shot. And now from from Ngannou's side, you know, he thinks, okay, well, I've done it to the guy once before. And now it's this kind of pressure of like, what, what, is, what does Ngannou really have to gain? Why must he risk it when he's already won against the guy before? So it's a kind of thing where... Yeah, like, uh, and then you have that. If if there's a hesitation coming from both sides, you know, then you do. You have that. You have that gap in between. Yeah. And yeah, that's what you end up watching. It's almost like a it's a shadow dance. Yeah. It's, it, it's it's sad because sometimes you're in it and you can feel you're in it and you want to give the crowd what you want, but you know, to do that, you're literally going to walk into a punch that's going to put you out. Yeah. Yeah. Gareth, your thoughts? Yeah. Look, I mean, it, it, it is a difficult scenario. I think first and foremost, as an athlete yourself, like Jay said, you've got to look after yourself. You're there to win, and you're there to progress your your um, uh, your career. You've got to sometimes make calculated uh, decisions in the, in in the actual moment. It's not always what you practice for the last uh, six months or three months, and you prepared and you've got this plan in your head. Sometimes you get in there, and all of a sudden, it's different. It's not what you expected. The environment feels different. You feel different. Your opponent feels different. So you have to adapt. Um, you look at it, for example, you look at Garnier versus Derek Lewis. Those two guys were meant to kill each other. Everybody was like, oh, somebody's going to sleep. They walked around the ring for three for three rounds. I think we had it with, uh, um, uh, who else did it? I think it was Tamela Maputo and uh, Dolce. I think it was also. Yeah. yeah. Tamela Maputo and you, you had to adjust. Yeah, you had to you adjust, had to, yeah. Adjust. Well, happy, he was standing. Was it, it, the takedown wasn't available in the first, but it is. You had to adjust the plot. So you have to, you have to you avoid have to adjust. You know, yeah. you, 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 what he says is, I mean, Dana goes, oh, it was boring in that. But what happens to you when you lose? You all of a sudden slide down the ladder. Yeah. You're not going to get the same money offer. You know, so sometimes you've got to do what's good for your career and what's right and about getting the W. You want everybody wants exciting fights. Everyone wants to see guys getting knocked out and getting subbed and thrown and and these high impact fights. But sometimes it's just the environment and the fight doesn't lead itself to that, and you then have to make the smart decision. Like yeah. take, you take it on the chin, you move on, and you just you know you come back and and you perform better in the next one. Uh, look, it's two guys who've got serious knockout power. Um, Two guys who were both trying to eke out the win, and obviously now we're in a position where they were like, "Okay, cool," and it caused a stalemate. Is what it is. We move yeah. on. I mean, part for the course. Um, I'll give you a funny story on that, just on the variability of things. Uh, so there's a comedian called Dave Chappelle. Now the one show he went to, right? He he, 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 he some rapper gave him weed to smoke. And, Sorry, I just and he literally he smoked it and and anyway then he duffed the show. It was terrible. Like people started booing him and throwing things on the stage. Then the next show he had, he obviously was talking about the duff show he had, and he said, "Listen, man, I learned one important thing. Like, hey, don't take weed from rappers, especially five minutes before your show." <laughs> <laughs> and then the second and the second thing he just said is, "What? Like, like, yeah, you guys don't pay me." for the comedy you pay me for the attempt i'm like evil Knievel. you don't pay me to land the jump you pay me yeah. for the attempt to yeah. land. Pay me to try. yeah that's so true. true that's so true um 
Guys, you know, in a bit of news that's been coming up, and, and it's caused a lot of controversy, um, he's a guy that definitely, when he's in, in the, the octagon, pushes the pace and is aggressive. Kamzat Chemaev, he's obviously been struggling with, with COVID, the long COVID, uh, Adam, I think they call it. It's that sort of like we can't recover. But he came out and said he's retiring in some emotional post. But, but Justin, I mean, it's, that's not true, is it? He's under pressure to come back all of a sudden. So somebody said, uh, well, uh, then runs up Kadyrov, which is the Chechen dictator, said, no, no, no. He made the phone call and said, come train with us. We'll recover. You're not retiring. And uh, Kadyrov is somebody that you don't ever say no to. So if you get the call, he is, he owns a football team. He, own, he owns, uh, it's not Eagle MMA. Uh, it is Eagle MMA. It's an Eagle. It's Eagle MMA. Then it is Eagle. Okay. So he he brought, so, I was at World Champs, he brought, he arrived, sat with the Sheikhs and brought uh, Khabib there. And, and it's fine. he has golden AK-47s and there's a few human rights violations there. And he was, he was taken off Instagram. His Instagram account was incredible. It was just like, his dad's So he was actually, yeah. So so he actually that oak was uh, rest, he was Putin's best friend, and uh, that's how he's, he's he's a billionaire, he's a Russian billionaire, and he made his money through Putin and the oil and all sorts of other things in Thingy. Putin actually put him in jail. They had a disagreement about something, and Putin just said to him, "You'll go to jail for a while." Hey, wasn't and he? You can stay there. Well, and I speak under correction. Wasn't he looking at buying EFC at one point? Was that another yeah, Russian yeah. guy who was put in jail because of Putin? No, same guy. Same guy. Same guy. Okay, so, yeah. In a post- he's, got like, he's got like a free state of like, Yes. You know, yeah, like, yeah. No, he looks badass. He looks badass. Chill. Yeah, he looks yeah. badass. He's a scary dude, bro. By, by the way, speaking of which, um, uh, Graham Cartmel, EFC matchmaker, posting today that EFC is back in May. Uh, can we confirm yeah. this, guys? Is that... Is that... Yeah, yeah. I'm headlining the card. Okay. So <laughs> I, I, spoke Graham, I spoke to Graham yesterday. Oh, yeah. What's happening? Yeah. Uh, okay, it's like we really, really are pro team, our pro circuit back. Uh, and uh, will they give you an offer? Yeah? Are you worth anything anymore? Uh, uh, yeah, no, not the, not the same anymore. But you know, I can uh, I can make an appearance. Uh, what about you, Adam? Are you is that it? You're done, retired, or you know what's what is what's your MMA ambitions look like? Your coaching career, or what what are you looking at? I'm putting you, you on the spot. Obviously, I'm putting him on the spot here. <laughs> so, so I mean, so I've I've gotten into my training again this year, like the last two months. I mean, I, I was probably at at one stage I was walking around like 88 kilos just from living the good life, and you know, like I, I just. He says you know, a <laughs> I was born an idiot. <laughs> oh god! Uh, so, so basically, I I thought so. I started training again because, like last year, I just got really into my work, and I just yeah, it just mentally didn't put me in a very good space. I managed to get a holiday, and you know, it's one of those holidays where, like, you look back and you're like, geez, I really should have taken this holiday sooner because I didn't realize how bad a space I was in. You just kind of get. 
Um, I went down to Cape Town and then because of COVID, I had to take a week off of quar- to quarantine, which is like being responsible for my patients, but I needed the extra week of holiday. So it all worked out. So <laughs> yeah. you come across as responsible for taking it easy. You know, that's, that's the beauty of these times that we live in. Um, and yeah, so I, I really just, I started getting into my training again. Uh, so I'm training at Attila and then one of Attila's main fighters, he's fighting for Brave. So he's going through to Brave in about two weeks time. And then also once a week, I help Drick out. He comes through to four way side and I get a roll in with him. And, you know, I just, so I started training again and, I, you know, it's almost like, it's like the racehorse, you know, you take the racehorse to the racetrack and, you know, it's like a computer program. It's like it, it, it wakes up and. I have to say now, I'm in a space where if you asked me five months ago, or even on the last podcast, it's like, it was a pretty, if you had to ask for a snap judgment, no, I'm not going to fight. Now, it's it's a, it's a lot softer, and it's the kind of space where I'm already training at about 60, 70% capacity that I would need to be ready for a fight. So, if I'm fighting for something like Brave, which financially, you know, like they'll pay $3,000 for a fight appearance and 3000 for a win. You know, that for me financially is worthwhile. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm putting in two, three months just of a bit extra time, you know, it's something that I'll definitely be open to. And obviously then if you look at, say, EFC, obviously EFC won't pay the same, but if I can get some certain sponsors on board to make that then worthwhile, you know, then it is worthwhile. And from my side, if I'm looking at it as being a physiotherapist, I can use it to promote my physiotherapy business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, so now that I'm looking at it from an adult perspective, to be honest with you, before then I just used fighting to... It was my Neverland. You know, it was the only way I could seem like I was trying to grow up without actually growing up. Mm. So, what, in this case, yeah, yeah. What if uh, watch the space? I guess. What if someone yeah. like Bellator came knocking? Would you be open to that? Sure. So, you know, and I, I think I mean, and this is where I, I really give credit to, 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 to Gareth for for what he's done for the sport. You know, now we, even we got that we're seeing the fruit of it with Don Madge and Drikas now and. You know, a lot of the guys internationally just doing well. BK, uh, you know, it's just, is that, you know, you have the guys who are the pioneers. And, you know, South Africa is an island. You know, it really is a lot of isolation. And the big thing for me mentally was like, you know, the, 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 the fighters overseas were this great unknown. And sure, I went and I trained overseas sometimes. I went to Australia. I trained with a couple of the guys there. And, you know, you kind of see, okay, like they, they're human. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not, they're not as, they're not as, they're not amazing, but they're certainly not. You know, they like you, you can, you can, you can hold your own and, you know, it's just, but it's just breaking into that unknown space. And that's why I say credit again for, for Gareth, because, you know, you, you guys are the pioneers. That's why you give credit to a pioneer because he goes into an area that is unexplored, you know, and what you find there, no one knows, you know, and, and, you know, you, you, and people build off that, you know, so what's something that can take you a massive mental leap and, and a big amount of energy you know, the next guy can learn that in one month's time, you know, and now he's seen someone do it. So it's like, okay, it's probably doable. It's the four minute mile again. And so, yeah, so I think from that side, in my mind, like something like a belt or thing like that, like that's a big step up for me. But I know if I'm training with guys that are, are actively in that and I'm holding my own against that, I think I'd be open to it. But I'd like to probably, I'd like to build up to that. I think if I had to go straight into that off the, off the get-go, I think it would probably be mentally a bit too overwhelming. Okay. And that would be about, about self-management or being managed correctly and surrounding yourself with excellence because, like, in, in reality, fighters go like this and they go like this. And like in everything you do, uh, although you're training, you're not at your peak like you were, mm. Gareth, as well. Mm. 
could you step into a main event of an international thing? Probably not. You would need a build-up to that. You also would need to have a very strong hold, and you've got to find that balance of not shying away from fights, but also not signing everything, signing the first thing that comes your way, because there's a lot of people in the world that will just go lamb to the slaughter. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of unscrupulous people, not 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 necessarily promoters, but there's a lot of people that will just say, uh, let's mm. put them in. The odds are stacked against them. You know what I mean? You're putting a, a, a number 15 guy against a number four guy. Like it's, you know, you're on the build to that as opposed to just, you know, get a, you get your confidence. Yeah. So, so if I, I, I got something to say about that, I think that as a South African uh, event, we we have to start, or a South African um, a group of fighters and, and, and promotions and stuff like that in this country, we've got to start taking ourselves more seriously. Uh, because we are capable. We are capable fighters. We are capable. We do have the coaches. We do have the systems. We do have the conditioning coaches. We do have the, the dietitians. We do have the medical teams now that know how to respond to that. We've been doing this for a long time in this country. We've we built a, a level of professionalism in this country that is, is, is actually at a stage probably more far superior than most countries. That I know because I've traveled. I've seen it. I've been around it. I, 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 I've... I, I've been in those positions. I've been around those type of fighters. We have what it takes to really, really cement ourselves as a country that produces high-quality fighters. Mm. It was in boxing we did the same. Um, in in the martial arts circuit, circuits and around that, we have high-level guys. We have high-level programs. It, it's just a belief in ourselves. It's just kind of a thing of going, oh, you know, uh, could we, can we? You know, if I look at myself now, and I look at my, my, my first stint in the UFC and I go, okay, cool. There was a lot that happened that, that made me not confident in myself. But it wasn't my skill level. It wasn't my ability or whether or not I could be successful there. I proved I could be successful there. Uh, I fought the, 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 the number one guy pick in America that was supposed to be this huge champion and I beat him. Um, the, the other fights, things, scenarios, uh, Italy went against me. Um, a guy, I look at Magnus Blood. If I had had the right headspace and was in the right and primed to fight, I would have walked that guy. So it's 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 outside influences that 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 changed my ability. And no no fault to anybody else. No no thing. We it's just part of the journey. Mm. If I was in this space now, where I was in the UFC and I was and I was competing, I can guarantee it would be a completely different ballpark because I know I have the mindset. You look at the guys, the up-and-coming guys, the guys that are doing exceptional. You look at Drickus, you look at Dons, you look at the BKs, you look at JPs. Their, men their mentality around what they're capable of is because they know they can win there now. Mm. It's not a case of can I, can't I. It's I can beat these guys. Mm. I can compete with these guys at whatever level and I can go. All of a sudden, that confidence in the fighter and the people around him starts to build. The structure started to get better. The people that you're training with start to level themselves up. And all of a sudden, it's a different program. I look at the guys that are training around Drickers. He's got high-level guys around him all the time. I spent time with him. Uh, I, I went and, and grappled with him. And I would obviously like to spend more time with him. Unfortunately, you know, my work commitments have, have, have dragged me away from MMA in a large scale. But going there and training again and being in that environment, it's, gone, it's made me also go, hey, hang on. I can still do this thing. I still want it. I still want part of it. Mm. 
and it all of a sudden starts to become a different thought. If you had asked me the same like uh, Adam said, if you had asked me before, would you fight again? Probably not. But all of a sudden now training and doing sparring and boxing sparring with the guys from FFM and in uh, training with Drickus and just being around fighters and being in an environment environments against all of a sudden going, okay, cool. I know I'm still capable. If I take my fight against uh, Brendan Lazar, it's the best condition, the best prepared mentally, physically, and that I've ever been. Just was not. Got caught by something I didn't see, put me to sleep, just as what happened. But it doesn't deter me from the fact of that one I'm capable because I know what my level, my, my, my skill level can be at. Yeah. And I think that if a Bellator came to this country, there's a lot of fighters that we could knock on the door and go, hey, compete in this. Hey, guys, do that. Those guys all of a sudden are, are capable. They can compete against the international guys. These international guys are not what we think that they are. Mm. Yeah. South Africans are some of the toughest SOBs I've ever come across in my life. Yeah, up definitely. here and physically as well. Yeah, you know, we've just got to have the attitude that you come into my backyard, I'm gonna walk you. Yeah, I, th I think. I know what we. Have. I think the scene is set though for that uh, the Czar McClellan two. I think it has. To, it's got some unanswered uh, uh, outcomes there. We'll have to wait and see. You reckon you're, old, <laughs> huh? you reckon you're not too old? No, definitely not. As long as, you know the thing is, as long as my heart still ticks and, and my heart still beats. I don't even know if you say anything more. Can I tell you, I, I <laughs> love that answer. Because we went from jovial to going, no, I'm fine. Like, like it went from, it was a, it was a snap into like self-belief, what we're talking about. But yes, you mentioned on the word structures, and it's like, there is so much talent and so much happening here. But there's a lot of people not going in the right direction like in this not the right direction because i don't think there is a right or wrong in the same direction and if and if if everybody worked kind of together and found their space and found their not even comfort because comfort is a horrible word but found purpose purpose in themselves and, yeah. and just kind of got on and was like hey bro i'll see you and you know i'm on the freeway you're on the freeway you're going 120 now i'm going 140 you can kind of still see my tail lights, and then you're going to go 160, and I'm going to go 130. Doesn't matter, but we kind of all traveling. We're on the N3 going the yeah. same direction. I think when everybody learns to work together, I think uh, that's when, because when, when you take it off, the, you take the responsibility off the fighters and let fighters fight. Yeah. Because yeah. it could be a commercial side, it could be a business There's, side of MMA, and there should be a fighting side of MMA. And you do your job, and then you do their jobs. You must. We all got to understand one thing about this this whole scenario. There's there's guys like Adam and myself and uh, the the uh, um, a, a long list of fighters, long list of fighters Michiel, that came in yeah. the beginning. The Michiels, the uh, the Dino Baggins, the chefs, the, yeah, uh, the Leo Glosses, Chet Mayers, those guys. These are the guys that we bled. We did the hard work. We bled for it. Because there was no program, there was no uh, understanding, there was no uh, structure to what we did. We, we, we created a blueprint. The egos need to be put aside because we've got a model, we've got a blueprint, we've got an uh, understanding of how this thing works. Everything needs to be put aside and we, need to start, and we need to start pushing in the right direction. Otherwise, everything that we did as fighters in the beginning... We're going to look back and there's going to be nothing there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's no, a it simple scenario. Yeah, it'll just not, it won't get to the 
destination efficiently. The potential. The potential. Forward. Yeah. As quickly as we should have, and we won't yeah. realize the potential. Yeah. As too, as it too much has too much has been achieved for it to go backwards. Yeah. No, I have confidence that there are there'll be there'll be a time when when M- MMA okay, in anyway, South Africa this, flourishes. This is becoming too emotional. Yeah. Let, too let's, emotional. Let's get angry. <laughs> let's talk about Israel and Adesanya. Okay. No, no, no. Let's talk not, to me, John. Let's you, talk about. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about right. Israel and Everyone get. Let's let's talk about UFC 259 because we are running out of time. Gordon Ryan. Did anyone see Gordon Ryan slap Andre Galvao? Did you watch that? It wasn't even a thing. He just said, "Oh, you said that, bam." <laughs> I thought it wasn't real. Wait, wait, wait! Just just rewind. Just refresh there. If anyone hasn't seen it, I haven't seen it. What happened? Gordon, uh, Gordon Ryan is the greatest grappler, pretty much ever. Ah, uh, well, hang on. Uh, apart hang from on, Slow down, slow down, slow down, slow right. down there. Let, let the Justin... Greatest, not the greatest. No, he, he's the it boy at the moment. <laughs> he's the it boy at the moment. But you must but remember that Andre Galvao is no fool. Adam? Yeah. No, 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 nobody was. He's a gig, but he's a gig rather. What is your opinion? No, Apart from Marcelo Garcia, who is the greatest grappler to date? No pressure. <laughs> You're probably going to yeah. ruin me with some abstract name. <laughs> yeah, he's probably some dude hiding in a favela somewhere, but you know, probably, he's, probably. he's part of mythical lore. You know, yeah, if you go there in the yeah. favela deep enough, you'll find but, him. Because com- he, he's forgotten yeah. anything material to get to that yeah. level of grappling nirvana. Yeah. But yes, in terms of commercially viable and known people, yes, probably Gordon Ryan. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. We, we're going to have listen, to move on here, guys. Listen, listen, listen. Andre Galvao has got a list of credentials that most people dream about in the grappling in the grappling world. No, Andre Galval is no clown by any 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 means. And you know what happens when and he you was say, a when you as well. Yeah. You, just remember one thing, Justin. Things things that when you behave in that manner and you and you execute things in the way that he did, it generally comes back to bite you in the ass. All right. Who per, are you talking about? Per, are you talking about Ryan? Oh, yeah, okay. I'm talking about Ryan. But then I yeah. was like, hey. So this does, this is serious because it's it's like so John Bernie here is uh, Gordon Ryan's coach and that's coach. So there is an so, so he pulled his apps on at him, so he slapped him. It seems a fair exchange. I'm not going to lie. So, so, so <laughs> see, see, this is what the grapplers do. You see, grapplers do this, you know, like because they don't get to get that full thing that MMA gives you. The MMA oaks are like, yeah, I mean, there's things, but generally, like, you'll bit, be a bit more jovial. Like, this is almost bitchy if I can say that. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I remember this from Gareth. I remember the back in the day when you used to roll in grappling comps and then you train for your fight. Like, I remember, like, the reason I liked, I, I liked MMA is because it helped me not take the grappling comps so seriously. I was like, like I'm, you know, MMA is a bit bigger. Like so, whatever happens here, I'm not really two faced. You know, yeah. I was terrible at MMA. That's why I did grappling comps. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Two fifty nine this weekend. Uh, we only, we only have time for the three main uh, title fights. Let's start. Piotr Jan against Aljamain Sterling, bantamweight title bout. Uh, Sterling's come out and said that Jan is uh, a paper champion and that he's only beat up old men along the way. What do you guys make of that? I'm going to say he's an RMF car, so he's going to win. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm a fan of Pity Yarn, man. I like his, you know, it's, it's Russian mentality. Look, man, it's going to be a, it's going to be two Energizer bunnies in there. But yeah, I, I'm backing Peter for that one. But, yeah. Do you retain the belt, eh? 
Yeah. There's a lot of hype around Sterling, though. I mean, is there a chance that he could upset? I mean, we know MMA, anything can happen. But Sterling has, has been speaking a lot. He's, uh, you know, the odds, I mean, you can, I don't know. There, in terms of the odds, there's no clear favorite, which is, which is, which is interesting. Yeah. What are the odds on that? Yeah, you got minus pick up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's literally down the middle. It's uh, minus one ten, both of them. Oh, really? so, so Sterling is, has got an un- unbelievable wrestling pedigree. He can the boy can wrestle, which I think he holds over. He's kind of going to hold over Peter Yan. I don't think Peter Yan's wrestling is as good as Sterling's, but Peter Yan can still wrestle. But then you come to the striking aspect. Peter Yan's one of the best best yeah. technical uh, technical strikers in, in the whole of the UFC. Um, so it kind of weighs it out. Who, who who gets to implement their side of the game more and better? I think it is a very close part. I think it's a very hard one to call. But I think, look, again, championship mentality. Adam will tell you this. A championship fight, very different story. And you can you can mow through every single person in the division. Yeah. And when you walk down that, that pipe to go to into that cage for a championship fight, everything changes. The emotion changes. The environment changes. Your feelings change. It it's real. It's a real thing. A championship fight is a real thing. And it's the guy that can handle that moment and that pressure better is going to is going to walk out the winner. And most times it's the champion because the champion's been that in, in that environment. Yeah. He, he, he knows what it takes. He, he knows what he, how he has to be. He's a lot more calculated. Uh, championship fights can chew you up, man. You, you, you see guys freeze. You see guys slow down because they don't want it. It's five rounds. You know, they've got this pressure. Oh, my gosh. It's all of a sudden some, you're losing something. Before you lose a fight, now I lose. I'm not the champion. Yeah. I got there, but I couldn't make it. So the, it, it, it's a different mindset. You can talk as much trash as you want to. You can, be, you can, you can rate yourself as much as you want. What's going to count is what happens when you climb in there. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, so that's, that's going to be very interesting to see what happens there. Um, talking about dominant champions and someone who doesn't affect Gareth, Amanda Nunes against Megan. Uh, uh, I mean, is that, gonna, is, that, yeah. <laughs> is that even going yeah. to be something to, you know, are we going to see Megan? Uh, it's probably it because, we, because we all say Amanda Nunes is going to smoke her, it's probably going to be a hard fight for her. No, she's going to beat him. Trish. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Because Megan is, she's tall, she's lanky, she's got the range. I mean, surely that. Until she gets hit. Right. Man, he just punches her. She's scared. No, no. Punches her. And then she's going to go, oh, that was the wrong decision. You look at the strikers that Amanda Nunez is knocked out. Yeah. It's scary. No, it's scary. No. And the thing uh, is, she's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. She's no, she, when she hits the deck, she's not a moron either. She's the overwhelming favorite for this one. Um, Adam, weigh in here for us. I mean, the most dominant female champion, probably the greatest female fighter of all time against Megan Anderson. Yeah. Is she a, a lamb to the slaughter? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a big name to overcome. You know, it's kind of like if someone was fighting Anderson Silva in their prime. You know, it's like, yeah, there, there's a lot to overcome. Uh, you know, I think there's a big aura around her, and, and mentally she's strong, man. She can roll with anything, anything that comes in there, even if it's something that surprises her, she'll ride it out, man. She, 
You know, it's like when Anderson Silva got taken to the ground by Charles Sonnen for four rounds, you know. He still pulled out the triangle. I'm just saying, he, right now, I think Amanda Nunes has that mentality that's so versatile. Like, whatever whatever comes to her, she's going to take it and she's going to embrace it and she's going to turn it into a piece of art. Um, all right. That, yeah. that, and, that and she could beat up a man. Yeah, Nunes is scary. She could, yeah. That's <laughs> Um, all right, the main the main event. Uh, we've got Israel Adesanya makes the move up to light, light heavyweight against Jan Blahovic. It's going to be interesting. Uh, <laughs> Take all three belts. <laughs> he's going to win this weekend. We'll give that to you. But he is not touching Johnny. Uh, are you sh- are you certain he's going to beat Blahovic? Are you certain because there's some Polish power there. Yeah, he, he just he doesn't want to get hit. That's the only thing. Because that Polish guy could punch his head off. Yeah, I think he'll win though. I think he's just too technical as a striker. I think he just has that ability. Uh, his his management of range, his his understanding, his his, his ability to slow Plus things down. Of him in his bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, please wait in here. Yeah, so, okay, so here's the thing, yes, obviously, okay, you look at someone like Alessandro, he's got that X factor, man, you can just feel it, he's going places, wherever he's going, it's exciting to watch, and yeah, like, the logical thing was for him to go up slight heavyweight, there's nothing for him in middleweight, you know, there's nothing for him to train for, and mm. for him to stay out of that comfort zone to keep growing, that was the logical step. On that side, I look at it, I'll, I'll compare it with the Cormier Miochik, okay, first fight, Cormier knocks Miochik out. Then what you have is what's called, firstly, law of large numbers. Secondly, the maxim that a good big man always beats a good little man. So it's a question of, in my opinion, I would say nine, 90 times out of 100, uh, uh, Blankovic is able to put his weight on and, 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 and just slow it down. Just just put put that in. Whereas, you know, if, if listen, Adesanya's got that ability for sure to, to, to pull something out of flipping nowhere, wherever he's going to pull it out of. And that can very well happen. So it's literally you've got the, the superstar X-Factor guy going places versus the guy who's just physically that much bigger. You know, at the end of the day, that's what you've got to think. How much weight is Brankovic going to put on after that weight versus Adesanya, what is he even having to cut? I mean, he even had to remember, he was very skinny. He had to bulk up to be in middleweight. Yeah. So the question is, is he going to turn into an Overeem, who I'm sure everyone remembers Overeem from prior days in his journey into UFC. Like, obviously, he just had some good vegetables. Trust um, me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. So, yeah. so, in my opinion, it's, it's one of those two. If you're going to ask me which one I'm going to pick, I'm going to go out there and say, man, I, I like the X factor of Israel. Let's see that. Let, let's see that happen, man. You know, I'm, I'm more, I'm more one for something exciting. Um, listen, this is why it's bad. No, listen, 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 listen. Hang on. Hang on. Can we have some decorum here, please? Yeah. Oh, I tried to speak. Okay, so it's what you huge. Remember, it's massive. What you remember and at glory, reach. 
Reach, reach, and reach. Pl- Think about that as well. It was the first time he's fighting someone. Who's fighting John Jones? Listen, at Glory, he fought light heavy and heavyweight. He fought big boys. What, he's, what are the categories in kickboxing? Because in uh, boxing, uh, the, light, light heavyweight is not nice. Uh, light heavy is the same. It's 94 kilos, I think. And I think, uh, I think heavyweight to over 100. Over 100 kilos. Listen, size is a, size counts. It does count. But John Jones had to, John Jones has had to put on a, a massive amount of weight to make heavyweight. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not. John Jones hasn't just gone into heavyweight at the same weight that he has. He's picked up a good ten or fifteen kilos. He's so alive. if he's, he's only moving if, up one division, this man is a welterweight trying um, to move up four divisions. He's not a welterweight. Uh, listen, your, oh, hang on, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. Listen, he's, he's, he's not, he looks, remember, he's six foot seven. Six four. He's not, who? Adesanya is six four and Blahovic is six two. Okay, okay, anyway, so six two, six four. Yeah. He's a big, I promise you, he's a lot big. I've seen him personally. He's a lot bigger than what you think he is. Yeah. And physically, I've trained again. He's, he is a lot more physically... He's a lot stronger than what you give him the, the credit for. He's not a, he's he, he's just tall and he looks skinny because he's long. Yeah. He's got long reach. He's got long legs. Uh, you must. Gee, what he, skinny is 85 pounds, bro? But he's not 185 pounds. He walks around at two, almost 200. No <laughs> man, you look at my you look at my thing. It says 80, 185 pounds as well. It's that's what he weighs in it. Yeah, he walks what, around what, at about two hundred, two hundred, two hundred five. Uh, Anderson Silva walked around it was it was the same thing and was knocking guys out at light heavy. Why is it? There's no difference. I've absolved myself by saying he's got the Anderson Silva Bob, I get you. Yeah. However, the argument is not at light heavy. The argument. So is double champ. Different. John Jones wins the tee. He becomes the double champ. Light heavy. Uh, double champ. He's a double champ. All of a sudden, John Jones comes back down to light heavy, and they fight at light heavy because that's the the fight that makes the most sense. That's it. Instead of unless Adesanya goes, okay, cool, I'm going to eat half the village and go up to 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 heavyweight and fight you. Well, all right, guys, we're going to have to we're going to have to wrap Don't it up there. Adam Speechy is sitting in the dark. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> the sun has just gone down. Like yeah, look there. It's hard to pick it up weight drop, and still move the same way. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, Closing remember thoughts. Remember what happened with Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz. Remember that. Remember first yeah. fight Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz. So it's, a, it's an adjustment. So I'm saying, but that's what. Like he's, Adesanya is entering unknown territory. Has he got what it takes to pull something out of there? For sure. You know. But yeah, yeah like I said, it's a case of law of large numbers. Big man beats a good big man. Good beats a good little man. I'm saying I, I like. I, I always favor the exciting thing. I'm going with Adesanya. Okay. Let's I, ha- I think you. I think and we're going to be surprised. Enough to, to, and I think he's slippery enough to minimize that weight factor because he's, he's so hard to get hold of that. If that's the case, your weight is something hard to actually use. You know, So you have to, if, you, if, you, if you've got that weight, you need to be able to use it against someone. Yeah. And someone like Adesanya is so slippery, it's very hard to use it against him because you can't really get hold of it. Could he knock but out Blahovic? Like with uh, Costa? Yeah. Mm. Maybe maybe a TKO. Yeah, like I don't know. If, I don't know if it's a clean. Listen, yeah. Boricino is a massive, massive human 195. being. One eighty five. He's a massive yeah. human being. Yeah. He's not a small guy. He's a walks around at him. He had a few. Walk, 
He walks around at 105 kilos. Trust me, that guy is a massive human being yeah. who has plowed through every single thing that's been in front of him and he put him lights out. Yeah. One last question. What do you think? What do you think of this? What do you think of uh, Costa coming out and saying he was drunk? Like that he, I just like, bro, you're confirming your. Maybe it's the truth. Maybe it's not. Yeah. Uh, listen, I, th I don't think that. I don't think that cost is a. Well, listen. Sometimes the truth doesn't hurt. Maybe sometimes for him to move forward in himself and uh, progress in his fighting career, he needed to accept the, the faults that he had, and he accepted his faults, and he he made it public, and he took it on the chin. Yeah. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he's making excuses. I mean, it is what it is. Who cares? Yeah. He now he's just has to perform. Yeah, yeah, he's going right. to perform now. He's got, he's got to rock up and show against yeah, Whitaker. That's what's going to happen. Exactly. He's got to earn that respect and that trust back from the UFC. All right, guys. It, it's, uh, we could speak about this all night. Unfortunately, we, we're running out of time. Adam Speechy, you're a, you're a wonderful guest, and we hope to have you on the podcast more. And we would love to see you in action Thanks, again. Man. Gareth and, and Justin, you guys are stars as always, and um, you'll agree to disagree until... Uh, the cows come home, but uh, thanks as always for your time. Hope you've enjoyed MMA Uncaged. And guys, yeah. Carry on. And it's an honor for me to be. It's an honor for me to be a Sol Joburger amongst a group of Durbanites. <laughs> 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 well, we welcome I you to the. the you welcome to the club, exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much. Like and subscribe, and uh, so that you never miss another episode. Thanks very much, and enjoy this weekend. It's going to be absolutely incredible. So far, the boys think it's Adesanya's weekend. We'll have to wait and see. Thanks for watching us on MMA Uncaged. Let's go. Myself, they call me J-O, and to the easy E end <laughs> Know that we undefeated, y'all are beneath them speeches Trying to air a grievance, but his lines are overhead Better check the air for clearance, call the tower This is our credit, he the air apparent, uh-huh Really, I've never been better, yeah. legacy, this is forever huh. All the more times I've been seven, I'm raising the bar You can go ahead and measure, yeah. Think about time for a toast, yeah. Time that we welcome to go, yeah Y'all will just leave it at no, yeah This right here forever, forever.